Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm your host, Dave C. And you're listening to Never Isolated, a show hosted here on TalkShoe. And the show ID is 7910667. And you're most welcome. Yes, indeed. Welcome to uh, a further episode of Never Isolated podcast, where myself, Dave C., mentions and talks about uh, the COVID-19 world pandemic uh, and in particular reference to the UK where I'm based. A small disclaimer, I do work part-time for TalkShoe, but this is indeed my own particular call and any opinions I make here are entirely of uh, my own thoughts. Yes, what little thoughts I can muster, they are my own thoughts. Well, it's uh, Wednesday, the 15th of July, 2020. And because I've been doing these uh, three to four times, sometimes five times during the week, depending on the, the flow of information and news and changes and swings and roundabouts and all the mayhem and uh, sometimes good news, that has been coming out throughout the world. I try and make uh, odd references to different countries other than the UK, but indeed uh, all the twists and turns as uh, the government, and and I do have sympathy for this point of view, um, keep saying that, you know, what we need to remember is this was an entirely, COVID-19, an entirely unknown, uh, in the general sense of being known, Six, seven, eight months ago, um, stories maybe have started to surface at the end of 2019, maybe as early as some people think October or November. Uh, But of course, uh, there is this great opinion that some of that information was suppressed. Um, And then, of course, uh, hindsight is a wonderful thing. But let me, before I do that, just uh, set the stall up for today. Um, So, Uh, As mentioned, it's uh, Wednesday, the 15th of July, 2020. This is episode 91, Never Isolated, Mixed Advice, Mixed Opinions. And in the agenda, that's where you can put a little bit more of a descriptive note here on the talk show for those people listening elsewhere after the event. And I'll just check. Yes, there is just me in the room, but this is done as a live uh, episode. So if I make any mistakes, apologies for that. But I want to get this out as I do late morning on the day stated Wednesday the 15th. Um, I can put in, I'm displaying one of our standard show badges, which shows all the outdoor activities that people are either foregoing, starting to go back to. For instance, I've got a a, a, a golfing uh, flag there. Uh, I've got a bicycle there, I've got buses there, I've got boats there, I've even got a parasol on the beach there. Um, so the point is that some of those things are doable, some of those things are still um, off the menu, as it were, and some of those things you can do. For instance, there is a tube image and a bus image. Some of those things you can do, 
but you need to wear a mask. So let me go through the uh, general description of today's episode. Mixed advice. For different parts of the UK and even different indoor situations. Mixed opinions. That's on the best way forward. Should that be based solely on health? Avoid thus avoiding a second wave? And must this be tempered with the need to re-stimulate the UK economy? And of course, this story has been played out many countries in the world. Um, certainly, I, I think on the last count I checked, 190 uh, countries around the world, which is sort of three quarters of them. Um, I'm not sure the exact number of countries by definition, because some are countries and territories and so on, but it's about 215, I believe, might be more if you take independent territories into consideration as well. But at least 190 countries have had, are being impacted by the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. <clears throat> and to that end, um, well, no, let me just play in my little clip first and then we'll go on to some stats and proceed with that storyline. This is Never Isolated podcast here on TalkShoe. And please remember, we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, all one word. Show ID is 7910667. Right, well, after a, 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 a small number uh, from the beginning of, the, of 11 new deaths, the new deaths uh, announced um, last night that would, of course, be Tuesday the 14th, was 138 in the this is in the whole of the UK. Some of the statistics we give out are for just England, but this is the, 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 the collection, and that's why it's given out late morning the following day, because it's collated from the, you know, Northern Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and England. <clears throat> and that has come up with 138 with the total now being 44,968. So that 45,000 looks likely to be bridged when the figures come out, possibly um, in maybe an hour or so from when I do this. That doesn't include, of course, the 20,000 plus that died um, in care homes and in other situations. So we do now feel as though that total is towards 70,000. But I mentioned mixed opinions. One of the things uh, is that um, UK is something like the third worst affected with COVID-19 in the world. And by the population and the number per million of cases, it, it's really high up there, although it may well be dropping down now because Mexico and a couple of other countries are unfortunately still in the, the grips of the height of their pandemic. Um, so it may well be that the UK will end up fourth or fifth or sixth, still not a wonderful place to be. But in one of the articles that I was reading <clears throat> from, and I will mention it again in, in a few minutes, that's the um, talking about the R number lower than thought before lockdown eased in England. And they have opened up, have your say aspect to that. Uh, and some scientists who said that he had uh, some working knowledge of uh, the theory behind this said, that what needs to be borne in mind is that UK, uh, and again, 
this seems to be uh, legitimate information, but it is this particular person who has some knowledge, his opinion, that our statistics, our results would seem worse set against other countries because, as he states it, I think it was a gentleman, it may have been a woman, often on these um, talk shows, people um, uh, assume a, uh, you know, a, a nickname, as it were, um, that the UK is the only country <clears throat> that where if COVID is mentioned even in uh, a minor capacity on the death certificate, that is classed as a COVID-19 death and is counted as one further to the total. Where he stated, and I don't believe it was given in anything but good faith, that many countries only um, count it as a COVID death if that's the direct cause of death. And we've mentioned this before. Uh, we have this situation about um, over and above normal deaths. And indeed, due to the circumstances of the way people have had to behave and curtail activities, we actually had, um, and I think it's probably too late to show that graph now, but on the 6th of July, there was a graph showing a range of um deaths normally and it ranges between you know uh, seasonal deaths and it ranges between as high as 15,000 uh, in a month in winter and down to um 12 uh, sometimes 10 and a half thousand in summer uh, and at one point it was slightly lower than what would have been seen as the average so as we've mentioned before uh was it Lies, statistics, and damn lies, or something like that. Is it Disraeli? Whatever it is, um, the point is that um, that's why I've used the title today, Mixed Advice, Mixed Opinions, uh, and, of course, Mixed Interpretations, I could have said there. While we're on the uh, aspect of statistics, globally, um, there have now been 13.3 million confirmed cases cases since the outbreak began and 578,000 deaths and um, I'm going to put the link into that particular uh, thing because we are going to go to that page next in terms of um, some of the live stats that are coming through so let me just read the URL and make sure I am actually indeed on that page and while I click I'm going to refresh the page this is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash live forward slash world dash five three four one three one zero seven. And just uh, move the slider back if you need to hear that again. Uh, as I talking down the most recent update on that. Um, is for 10 to 12, 11.50. I started recording uh, just about um, 10 minutes ago in terms of setting up anyway. <clears throat> Home Secretary questioned over COVID-19 cases from abroad. And that's the Home, City, Home Secretary Pretty Patel, um, uh, just in case you have not heard her name mentioned. But looking at the summary, let me just go through some of the highlights before we get on to this main uh, point. Um, 
New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinta Armen, Ardem, sorry, says they must prepare for new outbreaks as the virus explodes globally. Now, we did talk yesterday, if you caught episode 91, we were talking about this um, possibility of um, a second wave. Um, the episode title, by the way, was episode 90, never isolated, unmasking the facts. But we also considered, I was on a little bit of a soapbox there, and we were trying to talk a little bit about this um, likelihood uh, are signs of a second wave. But on this particular live world page, and if I stumble at any point, that's because the, fa- the page is suddenly refreshed. UK Health Minister Matt Hancock says that masks will not be made compulsory in offices. And that also feeds into today's title because yesterday it was announced that from the 24th of July, people in England, this was in England, Scotland already has slightly different rules in England, people must wear masks going into confined shops and places of that nature, uh, whether that be uh, restaurants and bars um, and they would face a possible £100 fine if they were uh, refused to do so. If they paid that fine within 14 days, that would be reduced to £50. In shops, they should wear them, but the people who work in the shops don't have to wear the masks. Although in many cases, of course, they're behind a Perspex screen at the checkout. And we covered that yesterday. But the point is, this can lead to confusion. And therefore, confusion leads debate. And in the have your say, uh, well, there was over 280 replies when I was looking earlier this morning on people, you know, saying it's a shambles. What do we do? Do we do this? Do we do that? Uh, and so on and so forth. So um, let's just continue on this live section first. Hong Kong is bringing in strict new measures to counteract the virus surge. Now, unfortunately, this has been slightly coloured in how the rest of the world has perceived that because there is also some sort of um, tightening of social regulations in Hong Kong Um, And the autonomy of this uh, state is being severely tested and um, empowerments are changing what they see as the strictures on their life. And some people would say that some of these uh, COVID-19 rules are in part a tightening of the grip of the activities and um, freedoms of this territory. I'll leave that there for you to make your own judgment and opinion on. Um, South African minister uh, and his wife have tested positive for the virus, and I mentioned the globally. So what I'm going to do now is to scroll back to the beginning of this. And of course, as I just do so, the page refreshes. Already this morning, again, as I mentioned before, when I started doing this, I would wondered if I, I should do two of these a week. And then I decided that we'd do our lonesome quiz episode uh, 
89 is our lonesome quiz 14 where we forget the pandemic and try and entertain people somewhat and i was wondering well three will be enough in a week but i was having to go to sometimes do as many as five in a week so scrolling back to the start of the uh, live summary which started would you believe gosh they're up even earlier again 4 13 a.m um <clears throat> it mentions hong kong again um president trump has um has said the decision to keep san diego and los angeles schools online only for the new term is terrible <clears throat> a vaccine is being developed by a u.s drug firm Australia's state of Victoria is under partial lockdown again, <clears throat> excuse me, as it records 238 new cases. New Zealand is planning local lockdowns. And I mentioned England in Scotland, hairdressers, bars, cinemas, tourist attractions and places of worships are among the venues now being allowed to reopen. And again, uh, I'm just going to go past some of these other things uh, oh hong kong third wave is worrying wow before i've even just started talking about second wave public health experts say that third wave of infection is now hitting hong kong of course it it had it declared at one point no um indigenous cases the only cases they were having at one point was people coming back being repatriated and bringing it back in but public health experts say a third wave of infection is now hitting hong kong and the worst it has seen so far and it is much okay much more worrying than the outbreak earlier this year this is the start of a sustained massive local outbreak that we have never seen and that will come back to that page I mentioned right at the beginning, uh, this thing about the R factor. Um, um, New, uh, New Sydney cases and uh, uh, NT closes its borders. This is developments in Australia. And please go on to the BBC site and read that. I'm just going to read one more before we, we veer off this, because, again, I, I do... Uh, give information from the BBC site on the public need to know. But there is so much more there on that site. And it, it is only right that I redirect you to there uh, for you to check your own news site of choice. But let me just read this section. And again, as I took so that moment out to uh, do that, the whole page moved yet again. That moved off the second page onto the third page. So I will have to reacquaint myself with the piece uh oh dear this just sh literally shows you uh, how there we are record-breaking daily death toll in florida so I, I feel as though i must mention this one because uh, Walt Disney World opened on the 11th of July. I'm sure that's too soon to have impacted four days later, but let me just read a little bit of this. We've been reporting for days about significant rises in the case in the U.S., particularly in the southern states and California. Florida broke its record of daily deaths from coronavirus with 132 reported on Tuesday. Now, 
just remember, I quoted for the UK 138. So Florida, which I believe has a population of something like 28 million, uh, had 132. The UK, which is 164 million, 165 million, had 138. So less than half the population, same number of deaths. So indeed, absolutely worrying. Florida broke its daily deaths from COVID-19 with 132 reported on Tuesday, according to the Associated Press. That's a 10% jump on the record set last Thursday. Aha. Uh -huh. However, the toll does likely include deaths from what, three days. Now, that's something we've had here where, like yesterday, we only had 11 reported. Um, but as you go into the week, I know it's Wednesday, but these still are slightly trailing figures. Um, uh, doctors in Florida and Warren hospitals are close to capacity. The strait has attract, attracted attention for its anti-mask activists. And there was some uh, belief, of course, that a lot, I think it's because one thing is said, another thing is implied. There was an implication that in the warmer summer weather, the virus would not survive so much. I'll put it another way. In winter, the virus could hang around longer. And of course, people are more likely to be indoors in confined spaces. Therefore, the R rate would perhaps likely go up, even if people were staying in homes longer because of that enclosed environment. People then read that to mean, well, the converse must be true. Outdoors in summer weather must mean um, a low rate. Well, maybe it does, but it doesn't mean a zero rate. Um, and one more point I better read from this, just a uh, uh, Posted literally, and this was why the page, since I went to the page, uh, one minute past uh, 12 noon, and it's now seven minutes past 12 noon. So six minutes ago, Europe should vaccinate against flu earlier, European Commission. Now, that's the general flu vaccine, because one of the things we talked about yesterday is one of the difficulties in winter is it's difficult because people will be having normal flu symptoms. Here in the UK, anybody over 65 is offered a free flu vaccine and the vaccine they're given is dependent on which strain of flu they think will be worse. But there is no belief that those that flu injection will have any bearing on your chances of catching the coronavirus. But on the other hand, it will make identification of those who are just well, still ill from flu, and that can kill elderly people, to, which is why they get the free offer and others. So let me read a little bit of this again on the public need to know. European Union states launch should, should launch a larger vaccination com campaign against flu starting earlier in the year to reduce the risk of simultaneous influenza and COVID-19 in outbreaks in the autumn, because of course that adds a demand on the health service as well. Flu vaccination campaigns normally begin in the autumn. Uh, I think I usually don't have mine until very late September, sometimes October. So there's an awful lot to read on this URL, and I'm just going to um, stop speaking a moment, play in my little clip. This is never isolated, 
podcast here on Talk you and please remember we have a twitter account never isolated or one word show id is seven nine one zero double six seven and as i mentioned this is uh, you know today's episode is uh, mixed advice mixed opinions we're also finding that even though florida opened disney world four days ago disneyland paris uh, reopens <laughs> the disneyland paris has reopened after four months of closure um so well we do know like things like chester zoo in the uk opened uh, a week or so ago and very much needed to reopen but you know how people respond to to walking around these places uh, could easily mean that um these things could be closed and just as a background to that, um, it does say, uh, I won't read any more of this, but it does say, as a background to this Disneyland Paris opening, more than 30,000 people have died from COVID-19 in France. That's uh, set against our almost 45,000. So what's that? It's two-thirds of the deaths for a similar sort of population. Okay, I'm very much going to look at some of our uh, other news links as we are already, good heavens, already 24 minutes in. Um, and then we will uh, just talk about this um, R Factor page and um, some of the things about um, opinions. I've already mentioned uh, that man, Matt Hancock has reject face covering for offices. And since this is very much linked into this, let me put the URL for that in the room and read a very small section of that, because this is what I mean, that uh, if people having to go into a shop need a mask, and also it's been mentioned that people in factories that work side by side in factories need to wear masks, even though many of them, although they sit fairly close, they're usually facing a table, whether, say, they're working on circuit boards or they're working on small components, they're not they're not looking towards one another. They are on a long table or a conveyor belt looking forward. So the person to your side is looking forward and you're looking to the side looking forward and the person on the other side of them is looking forward. You're not turned towards each other, although presumably in conversation you would, but in a lot of these factories, there's so much noise that I don't think they, they necessarily do that. Um, now in offices, you may argue that lots of offices have their desks set back to back so that um, you have your desk with your, well, you do have your monitor in front of you and monitors are getting bigger. And then at the other, behind your monitor is your co-workers monitor and they're sitting. So you're directly facing one another, but you have got, I suppose, in effect, the plastic screen of your monitor between. Anyway, this was updated only uh, less than an hour ago. Let me just read something of it. And of course, it seemed to conflict the need for a mask in a shop. So let's just catch a little bit of this advice and reasoning. There are no plans to make face coverings mandatory for office workers in England, Matt Hancock has said. It's something we've looked at and rejected, he said, but added mask would be worn elsewhere by the public for the foreseeable 
future, face coverings in shops will become mandatory in England on the 24th of July. Scotland already requires shoppers to cover their faces while in Wales and Northern Ireland. Now, I'm going to paraphrase the next part because, again, it's their content. I want you to go to the site. Let me just read that URL, bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash uk dash five three four one five zero three zero the reasoning when i read down it and uh, scanned it is that in an office uh, in a shop rather or a supermarket you are moving all the way around and therefore from entering a supermarket to leaving you may have not brushed past, but gone very close by 50 or so other people in a very short space of time. You hopefully have followed a flow plan that they have put in place, and you've hopefully spaced out that you're waiting at the till to be directed to which till to go, and that till you've only gone to as the previous customer has cleared that till. But there are people that you know, forgotten something you double back on yourself and you're going contra flow there are people who see friends in the supermarket and because they're only going out rarely very rarely have a chance to catch up and they're standing in their aisle you're trying to get past and they're cross-talking maybe wearing masks well they will be wearing masks uh, from the 24th but the point is that the number of interactions that could possibly happen in a short space of time how different Matt Hancock, I think, is implying than when you're in an office uh, sitting, you know, uh, basically statically um, for uh, most of your working time. Uh, of course, the canteen, they may have to, one of the things advice I think they've given is uh, staggering people starting the work time, staggering leaving, and also staggering the lunch hour. But of course, if you start an hour early, you want your lunch earlier anyway. If you start an hour later than normal, you would want your lunch later. So staggering the lunch hour is actually the easiest part because naturally, you know, four hours in, they want that break. And if their four hours doesn't, correspond to your fire four hours that that has uh, a knock-on effect which is beneficial so i'm going to leave that uh, page and um, i'm just going to touch on a couple of others again because of the time and mentioning in terms of mixed advice mixed opinions and i mentioned in that description is um what's the best way forward should that be based solely on health by avoiding the second wave, as, as we heard, Hong Kong third wave, maybe. Or must it be tempered by the need to re-stimulate the UK economy? So let's just do a couple of economy ones here. This is in the business section. Uh, again, I'm going to be very brief on the content, but do direct you to the page. To that end, I will read it out. bbc.co.uk forward slash news, forward slash business dash five three four one four three nine three updated three hours ago it doesn't have a name to the piece clothings and games push up uk shop prices but of course we want people uh, the government want people to spend uk's inflation rate rose by 0.6 percent in june as the coronavirus lockdown began to ease 
Food and alcohol prices fell, but prices for clothing and games rose. But of course, maybe what they rose in as much as discounts were dropped. Uh, these firms can't afford to discount them because of the, the lower footfall. And then that is me surmising that. Despite the slight increase in the rate, inflation remains below the Bank of England's 2% target. Jonathan Atlow, Deputy National Statistician, National Statistician for Economic Statistics at the ONS said, let me get his name properly, Jonathan Atlow. The inflation rate has increased for the first time this year, but remains low by historical standards. And there's a graph there. If you're missing your graphs, uh, and it shows you against the 2% Bank of England target. Not going to read any more, but that shows that there really are quite lots of economic impacts on this. This is not about, well, it could be an economic uh, impact because a lot of tax is paid there by these people. And this is an actual typical, often quoted, uh, people who drink alcohol and smokers, their impact against what their demands on the health service are, as they seem to be more in need of that support, and the amount of tax they pay, particularly now smokers, where the, the tax on cigarettes and pipe tobacco and rolling tobacco is extremely high, and, it, and every budget has always been over and above inflation. So this is um, by Rachel Screener, is that? I'll spell a second name. S-C-H-R-A-E-R, -E the health reporter. Um, and this is under the health section. So I'm going to, this might be, apart from our R factor one, the next to the last link I put in the room. And as I do so, I'm just going to check just me in the room. I won't be on muting people if they do drop in. Again, I'm going to very much limit what I mentioned from this page. The content is there. I'm just referring to the, the sort of headline part. More than 1 million people have given up smoking since COVID-19 pandemic hit. A survey for charity action on smoking and health, uh, the acronym is ASH, A-S-H, suggests. Of those who had quit in the previous four months, 41% said it was a direct, indirect response to coronavirus. Separately, University College London, UCL, found more people quit smoking in the year to June 2020 than in any year since its surveys began in 2007. That's 13 years ago. And there's an awful lot there. Government advice says that smokers may be at risk of more severe COVID symptoms. But again, talking about opinions in the title of today's episode 91, there's also, though, some people that said um, th this has an economic impact, but it also says, um, now where is it? it's further down. Oh, it mentions a, a, a Terence Craggs who lives in Newcastle quit smoking after spending time in hospital on oxygen. Although his coronavirus test was negative, I could hardly breathe. It was hurting all the time. And that gave him 
the impetus to stop. But it's also um, mentioned in here that um, some studies also uh, mention have actually suggested counts to this. Some studies from around the world have suggested smoking may actually have had a positive effect against coronavirus based on groups of hospital patients where smokers seem to be underrepresented compared with the public. The University of Evidence said um, there was a biologically plausible explanation that nicotine could be blocking the same receptors used by the virus to get into your cells. But please don't take up. It also goes on to say the, the, the negative effects of smoking far outweigh that possible benefit. But if you do then go down with coronavirus, you're likely to be hit more severely uh, because your respiratory system is already under stress. And um, one thing I'll just mention here, won't it, who won't have to wear face coverings in shops? Again, this is because the mixed advice. Um, let me just read out the URL, bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash world dash Asia dash China dash five double one seven six four zero nine. I don't know why. Oh, it's under the explainers section of that. Sorry. I thought that was because this is UK advice. It's under the explainers section of the BBC News. And it's explaining, of course, about shop assistants not having to wear it because they are behind the screen. And uh, just going to pause one moment. And again, apologies, I am going to just play in that clip one further moment. This is Never Isolated podcast here on TalkShoe. And please remember, we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, all one word. Show ID is 7910667. Okay, just give me a chance to have a little sip of my tea. I'm just going to see if there's any more updates to that um, summary page before we go on to this R number. Um, Keir Starmer, uh, this is the Labour leader. Uh, contacts tracing uh, going down each week. That's the percentage traced, I think. This is in Prime Minister's Question Time, which is ongoing as I speak. But we're going to go to our final link for today, and I will read the URL out. I'm going to check the time. Oh, David, we're well over 30 minutes. Um, but the thing is that everything's not quite as clear-cut as it used to be. And maybe that's because this is not a simple problem. This is a very complex thing, and each advice tends to have not a 100% positive or a 100% negative if it's fake advice. But there is a balance between um, things that are both good. Uh, for instance, very quickly, um, with masks. One of the early reasons for not introducing masks was said to be it gave some people a false sense of security. And they were wearing the mask and they thought they were bulletproof because they had a mask on. Indeed, wearing of a mask is more protective of other people than perhaps is of yourself, especially if it's not fitted properly, if you use the same mask over and over again, or if you touch it, or if you don't wash it before you reuse it. Um, so that was the, some of the thinking. Wearing a mask is not a simple put it on 
and then take it off when you get home because um, the number of people that don't have the nose covered, uh, they want to speak to somebody, the very point at which they're more likely to eject these, uh, you know, invisible spores, as it were, or whatever you would call them, viruses, and the very point at where your the mask is there to impede it, you remove it so you can speak because people say, what do you say? Uh, so it's not clear cut. Okay. You've got to go make it even longer, David. Go on, get on with it. Coronavirus are number lower than thought before the lockdown eased. So that's not saying now. And the URL is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash UK dash five three four one four three six three. This was updated uh, just an hour ago. The rate of coronavirus infections in the community in England was significantly reduced before lockdown eased in May, according to a government commission study. Uh, Imperial College research showed that there were an average of 13 positive cases for every 10,000 people. This means the R number was lower the, than thought at 0 0.57 and not the 0.7. This, um, uh, calculations using this information, the national or overall reproduction number, RR, was estimated to be between then at point, 0 0.7 and 1 during May. And then it goes on to say, and uh, the analysis by Hugh Pym, the health editor, uh, mentions a useful tool. Data collection has been evolving throughout the coronavirus. And this is the thing. It's not a question of people saying that advice we gave before was wrong. Uh, this is the advice and make your mind up. It's because we know more about it. That's the only, well, two advantages that we have if there is a second wave. With that much nearer to um, a vaccine, but still that could be six to eight months or 12 months away, we have all those Nightingale backup uh, hospitals in place. We have got the PPE um, supply line coming in. We also have learned, or the people on the front line have learned a lot. Hopefully they've had a slight easing of the pressures on them for this month or so and hopefully until we get into deep into uh, autumn and and of course the actual things that are possibly going to make um, better treatment we know about air and there's one or two other factors that they're getting and also better identification of certain traits uh, in the population that may uh, may be able to target people and of course having local lockdowns anyway that's me talking back to what Hugh Pym has written um, it took two months for widespread laboratory and testing capacity to uh, be established and tests rolled out uh, the first tests weren't seen to be reliable if you remember so studies like this with testing of a significant number of participants are important additions to understanding our COVID-19. Now, the reason I wanted to spend uh, and talk about this page, um, when I looked at it, there were about 200 have your say comments. That's now up to 419. And this is where my title for today comes in, the mixed opinions. I won't quote anybody's name but see if I can mention um, uh, something um, 
uh, we all help good. We all help flatten the curve. Uh, um, um, so we can open air travel because going to other countries is okay, but now it's mandatory to wear masks. Sorry, face coverings in shops, eh? But yet you can travel to other countries. Um, um, somebody said we should have learned from Japan. And then somebody else has had, do you realize that Japan's medical system collapsed, resulting in many being turned away from hospitals during the height of their infection? Something that never happened to the NHS. The NHS capacity was the core aim from the start, and that succeeded. Um, Somebody else says, I don't believe a word the government says anymore. Uh, having recovered myself at 47 year old, I feel lucky to be alive. Um, somebody else, this is really good news. I hope we can continue being smart, being safe, being sensible. Um, um, Research published yesterday shows immunity is short-lived, a matter of months, exactly like the common cold and as predicted months ago by the World Health Organization. And then somebody asked them to quote the research. I mean, um, people um, counter-checking each other. Um, so the R factor was lower, says one person. No, it uh, is lower. The government commissioned study R is lower. No, replies someone else. It was lower. The effect of lockdown on R was better than thought at the time. So this is good news. And it goes on like that, where people variously trying to work out second guess, I'll read into what's happening. So um, we are at this most difficult stage. Lise Boris Johnson predicted that coming down the mountain is proving to be more um, difficult, which path down the mountain do we take? Do we take the quickest path? Do we take the curvy path? Do we 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 even backtrack and go down a different path? All is still being played out, unfortunately, in a, 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 a very, very serious matter of life and death issues. Oh, dear me, I must stop at that point. Well, thank you very much for staying with me, bearing with me. Nobody joined me live for episode 91, Never Isolated. Mixed advice, mixed opinions. Read, keep yourself informed, keep yourself safe, keep washing your hands. And remember, although it says from in the UK, well, sorry, in England, you have to wear a mask from the 24th of July. There's nothing stopping you. Indeed, you may be best to take that advice up correctly now rather than wait until it's being imposed by a fine. Okay, I'll let myself play us out. Thank you for listening to Never Isolated, show ID 7910667, hosted here on TalkShoe. Bye for now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.